Hello, and welcome to Driving Change with me, Steve Goldstein. In today's show, we're going to discuss silos. Not the kind you see on farms that store grain. No, these are the silos and organizations that employees reside in. Like the silos on farms, these walls are rigid. And like on the farms, the silos are not connected to each other. They typically do not communicate well with each other, and they're proud of the individual name on their outside shells. Here's the problem. Customers don't care. They see your company as one company, regardless of how it's organized and structured behind the scenes. They're not interested in how you operate. What they are interested in is whether you can solve their problem. Comments like, that's not in my department, and of course, therefore, I can't help you, is a typical example of this behavior. Customers really hate this, and as a leader, so should you, and it should give you a huge warning signal that something's fundamentally not right in your organization. If you're listening to the show for the first time, thanks you for spending time with us. And if you're coming back, welcome back, and I really appreciate your continued interest. Make sure to visit my website, Stephen D. Goldstein, to learn more about how you can drive change. Several years ago, we were asked by a client to come in and help them solve what they considered to be a very big problem. I had lunch with the CEO, and he told me that it took too long to onboard their new clients. This company was in the fleet credit card business where they gave truck drivers credit cards that they could purchase the fuel they used to make these long trips as well as to stay in hotels and and charge their meals. Very basic, simple business. Very good business, by the way. And it was very clear to me that something was fundamentally wrong for it to take three to four months to bring a new client on board. Most of these clients had several hundred truck drivers, but Still, there was no reason why that shouldn't happen in a couple of weeks versus a couple of months. The first thing we did, as we normally do, is met with each member of the leadership team to A, get to know them, and B, to poke around and find out what they thought the nature of the problem was and what the symptoms of the problem might be. They, unfortunately, didn't provide a lot of insight. They were typically very defensive and really didn't share a lot of insight as to what the cause of these problems were. By the way, that's not uncommon in my experience. We then met with each of the department heads, and in this particular company, there were eight departments who were involved from start to finish, from the time an order was taken for a sale until the fleet card was sent to the truck driver. There were eight different departments that were involved in the process. So we met with each of the department heads, and we also met with some of the managers of some of the more critical departments. And that's where we found the gold. In a nutshell, here's what happened. A salesman would take an order and fill out a form, but he wouldn't fill out the form completely. He turned that form into the data processing department who input the data into the form And when they realized they didn't have sufficient information, they sent the form back to the salesperson. When the salesperson got the form, 
he was busy trying to sell more customers, so it sat on his desk for a few days. And then eventually he filled out the rest of the form and sent it back to the data processing department. Of course, the data processing department was busy, so this new form went to the bottom of the pile. Here's what we learned, though. I'll, I'll get into the rest in a minute. Here's what we learned. Every time each department got the new piece of work, they started to measure the time as day one. When in the example that I just gave you, by the time the data processing department got the form back a second time, it was probably day 16. Yet, as far as the people in the data processing department were concerned, it was brand new work. Well, you take this and you multiply it times eight different processing functions, and you can see very quickly what happens. What happened in this case was that this work got rerouted many, many different times to many different departments, and, and further, multiple departments multiple times. Each department believed it was fully on track with its quality and timeliness deliverables metrics because they were tracking the work that was coming in that time. And as we started to, to see this, this phenomenon, we started to talk to the managers who then explained to us why these problems, in their opinion, were happening. That was the first insight we had that there was something very, very wrong with this process. And it was clear that it was around silos. Four of the departments were in the same building. One department were the salespeople spread all over the country. And the other three departments were in another state. Now you'd say, well, okay, that's the problem. Well, that really wasn't the problem. The bigger problem was that none of these departments actually communicated with each other. And they didn't communicate with each other in a, with a language that made it clear what the real issue was. And therefore, they didn't know how to solve the problem. So once we came to this conclusion, we then had to figure out how to essentially remove the silos and get these folks to work as one cross-functional team that performed different tasks. And that may sound easy, but remember, these people had been working in silos for 15 to 20 years and were very proud of the fact that their department was the most important department in this process, when in fact it was just one cog of a big wheel. So we had to, A, with their help, figure out how to redesign the process to make sure they all had important involvement in that redesign, and most importantly, that they would own the outcome. The other thing we had to do was to redefine the reporting system to make sure that from the time the first sales order came in, that was day one. And that day stuck with that piece of paper through the entire process so that we could actually see how far behind we were. And the person who was the cause of the work being behind got an alarm to tell them to get it fixed so that the customer could actually get these fleet cards out more quickly. The good news is when we were finished with the process and the team and the company implemented these recommendations, they took the onboarding process from three to four months to about 30 days. 
Interestingly, the actual amount of work that got done took about 15 days, and the rest of the three to four months was all of this backing and forthing. So what's the point of the story? The point of the story is that these rigid silos actually prevented the company from doing a good job. Once we were able to break up these silos and get to the nature of what was actually going on from the start to the end of the process, we were able to chop out about three quarters of the time. And actually what happened is the work came through the process much more smoothly and all the antagonism and bureaucracy and bad feelings that existed between each of the departments who were constantly blaming each other essentially went away because they realized they were now working together as one team. Again, you're listening to Driving Change. To learn more about me, Steve Goldstein, and the show, please visit me online at stephendgoldstein.com. So here are four tips that I'd like to leave you with. First is declare the end of silos. Leaders need to be clear that they're not going to tolerate silos. You need to call out bad behavior when people act in a very territorial manner. And similarly, you have to reward cooperation, which is good behavior. And the more people in your organization seeing you do that, they'll realize that there's no value in sticking to their rigid silos. The second is use cross-functional teams. That's the way things really work in a company. It's like the many organs in your body that work together so well. This is the way the departments in your company should operate. And very importantly, get all the key stakeholders involved and engaged. This is not something you should dictate to them. This is something that you should give them some parameters and guidelines around and principles and let them figure it out for themselves. Ban BCCs, blind carbon copies. This is very insidious. It's back-channel communication. It's a way for people not to confront problems. If you have something to say, put it on the email and send it to anyone who's involved in the process. It sounds silly, but it, I, I've seen so many times where people try to cover themselves by sending a BCC to somebody else. Last but not least, fourth is set integrated goals. There needs to be a balance between departmental goals and corporate goals. And you need to, as in this example, so visibly demonstrated, you have to really have good metrics and key performance indicators. These departments were tracking their own work in their own silo and they were patting themselves on the back how well they were doing. Yet in total, it took three to four months to get a card out when it should have taken 30 days. So make sure your metrics are tracking the right items. One final point, stay focused on your customers. They see your company as one entity. They don't know, and more importantly, they don't care about how you are organized and structured. They want solutions. They want good products and services, and they want you to solve their problems. So be a silo breaker. You'll see an amazing transformation in the interactions you have with your customers. Future efforts of driving change will discuss other useful ways to think about transformation and will provide you with actionable tips that you can implement in your company. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you see how busting silos can have a significant impact on your results. Make sure to visit my website for more information on my show, 
stephendgoldstein.com, as well as tons of other leadership information and tools that are free on my blog.